are listening to the weekly podcast presented by the Lighthouse Midlothian. For more information, please visit us at www.dfwlighthouse.org. Thank you. coffee house minding my own business which is completely impossible and this guy bebops in and he's gonna have a um, golf scramble fundraiser thing and he says hi and bye and something just tells me I need to get to know this person and so I noticed he had the same last name as someone that I had some emails from Emily uh, she formerly ran Bridges Safe House and um, Hope Mansion in Cedar Hill, all right, and they're connected with Trinity Church, and something's starting to click here. And so I emailed Emily and said, I would love to get to talk to your husband. He came in. Jason and I were meeting. Bobby was there. We brought Reese in, and this meeting of the minds started. And they had a store all picked out and set up in Cedar Hill, and that fell through, and the rest is history, because now they're here, okay? But uh, Donovan is, he's got an amazing testimony, and uh, he goes into schools and motivates students, and he's done work in the corporate world, but he told me his real passion is for preaching. So I said, come and, and bless us. So that's why Donovan's here, but I'm gonna let him, he's got until noon. Okay, there you go, buddy. Thank you, good morning. If you guys could turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter nine. You know, Acts chapter eight. Now Saul was consenting to his death. That's how eight starts. Now, now Saul was consenting to his death. He's, o- he's okay with it. He's good with this man dying. As a matter of fact, kind of liked it. Because he's not going to stop now, he's just getting started. <laughs> Whew, that felt good. A little murder today felt good. I, I think I'll keep this going and we'll run down and start kicking down the doors of some people's houses and dragging them to prison. Let's get, we just got the party started. Right? Watch this. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, the seat of power. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Watch this. This is my guy. (laughs) Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. This is not your typical growth hacking strategy. See, folks, I I feel like sometimes we get a little complacent with where we're at. We get a little comfortable, especially in the American church, with with how we want things. We we expect it a certain way. I want it all to line up just like this. I, I, I need it just like that. We're... We, we don't really do things that way. Listen, as a matter of fact, I'm uncomfortable with the gifts in the church, so I'm going to create a theology that says that there are no more gifts in the church. And you know what? I don't know about that prophecy anymore. So rather than it can be a little bit of wildfire, rather than endorse it, let's just kill it. And I, I, I'm tired of a church that has become weak and anemic and doesn't want to do things based on what we read. And you got to go so far, but we've gotten to a place where we're not comfortable with the word anymore.
And I'm sorry to tell you, but the pulpit doesn't have the power that used to be in it. And if the pulpit loses the power, the church loses the power. And if the church loses the power, the nation loses the power. And if the nation loses the power, how will we evangelize the world? And the last time I checked, I am still responsible for a great commission. To go ye therefore and preach this gospel. I'm sorry I didn't warm us up with some prayer. Father, <laughs> I get started hot sometimes. Father, thank you this morning for your grace and your love. Thank you for the communion that we were able to partake of. Lord, we do remember your sacrifice. We do remember your broken body. We do remember your shed blood. Without it, none of us are sitting here. None of us. We love you, God. We worship you this morning, Lord. I pray you would open our ears and our hearts to hear you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. You're welcome in this place. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Holy Spirit. We worship you, God. Shower down your blessings this morning on these, your people. Guide me, Lord, your shepherd. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I didn't come to play, I came to preach. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Man, I need me some preachers. You know, when I first got saved, man, there were preachers in the church. And we've drowned out the good preachers with the good teachers, and I love me some good teachers, but I need me some preachers too. I need me some guys who aren't afraid of the word holiness. I need me some gals who know how to raise up a standard for young women and say, have some righteousness. I'm telling you, there used to be a standard amongst us. And people knew that that was the church, and that's not the church. These are some Christian folk, and these are not Christian folk. But man, the more I look around church, the more it's so blurry. Am I the only one who thinks it's all fuzzy now? I'm talking to a lady the other day. One second she's telling me about a Bible study, and the next minute she's hitting on me, and she knows I'm married. Where, where has gotten fuzzy? Am I with? Is anybody with me right now? I'm gonna speak the truth. I ain't got nothing to hide. I'm gonna throw it all out there, and at the end, man, we're gonna pick it up and put it together, and I think it's gonna look like something. But we got to quit playing and we got to quit placating and we got to quit making excuses and we got to quit compromising and we got to quit trying to look like the world because the world needs to look more like us. And if we would quit playing and we would be serious about it, I'm telling you, they will begin to get serious with us. Am I making a little bit of sense, church? Man, I love the Lord. Man, I love the Lord, and I love his word, and I love his people. Now listen, there's a reason why I can talk this way to you guys, and there's a reason why your pastor recognized something in me, and there's a reason why I want to follow him, because there's a shepherd's heart. Let me tell you, the hireling don't talk like this. Let me, you got to lead with the shepherd's staff. If the hireling hits you with the staff, you got to be careful because the hireling will get himself beat up because he didn't do it in love. He didn't do it with the right attitude. The hireling thought he could do it with power, and I'm telling you, power corrupts. Christ stretching out his arms and dying for us is done in a spirit of love. And that's the only way we can lead, people. If I come at you with my list of do's and don'ts and, and this and that, it's not gonna hurt, it's not gonna hit the same way. But if I come into a high school and they know right away that I love them, I can say just about anything under God's beautiful sun and they begin to receive it. It's amazing to me. I'm, I was about to say preaching. I'm speaking in Racine, Wisconsin, and 
lot of people don't realize this. Racine's a little town in Wisconsin up above Chicago. <clears throat> and it was technically where the Underground Railroad ended years and years and years ago. And so Wisconsin is predominantly uh, white communities, but all of a sudden you come into Racine and you got a predominantly black community and it doesn't make sense and it's all run down and it's filled with poverty. And I'm, I'm doing a corporate workshop up above it in Milwaukee and I get word that they might have some stuff down here. So I go down there and I say, listen, I'm doing a corporate workshop. Would it be okay if I came in and spoke to some of your at-risk kids? I said, come on, man. <laughs> That's awesome. He said, yeah, I got a little something. So he puts me in this room with, man, what's it, 50? 50 of the worst kids I'd ever had anything to do with. <laughs> I'm like hating myself. I'm like, why am I here? Second ago, I was taking $20,000 for a workshop. Now I'm here pro bono working with a bunch of hardheads. <laughs> but right away, what does that do for me? The, the first thing that happens is it's already a setup for them because I'm only there with one thing. I'm there on the basis of love and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when you're in something with the right motive and you're in something with the right heart and you're in something because God sent you, let me tell you something, church, the thing will blow up. Get your motives right. Get your heart right. Get your prayer right. Get the presence right. It's not what's happening outside. It's what's happening on the inside. It ain't about what everybody else has got to do. It's about what you got to do. Can anybody hear me this morning? I'm sick of us complaining and whining and talking about the nation and this and that and the media and the president and everybody's got an opinion. Have you spent time in the presence talking with the king about it? Tired of black people having problems with white people. White people having problems with black people. Racism is evil. Recognize it when you see it, condemn it, squash it, and cast the devil out. And say, I refuse to participate in it. We're the church. We're the church. Sorry I'm yelling. I'm already losing my voice. I get passionate, though, folks. I haven't even got into my text. What did we pass noon? <laughs> is this helping I want to see a revival I want to see the outpouring of the Holy Ghost I want to see a world on its knees I want to see something happening from the west coast to the east coast I want to see the Bible about quit being the Bible about and start being about something all over again it used to represent something but anymore, man, all we have is full churches, and, and, and we got church growth, but I wonder if we've got the salvations to go along with it sometimes. Man, when I came into the church, I remember when I got saved. Right? I remember when one day I came in drunk, stone, looking like a moron, and the next day I'm on the right path. Because of the blood of Jesus meant something. There's power in it. There's redemption power in the gospel. And I feel like sometimes, church, we have forgotten about the power of God. That we've gotten so caught up in our rhetoric that we don't realize that the good old-fashioned gospel still has power and that the Phillips will go out from amongst the persecution and start something up with simply the word of God. I don't need a TV station or a radio broadcast or a, a bigger sanctuary or, or, or this, that, and the other thing. I don't need a new car or new shoes or, or just tell you what, give me... I'm on my way. Let me get back to work 
We got caught up with too many committees and too many meetings, and now we have to have another meeting about who to elect as a committee member. And <laughs> Can I please go to work? <laughs> am, I, am I making sense? And I know my style's a little strong, but you guys, if you'll bear with me a few more minutes, I'm going to get there. <laughs> I know it's a little different than Pastor. <laughs> I know I got a little bit more tan. <laughs> but, but give me a minute. I'll warm you all warm up. I'll warm up to it. Okay. Are we still in Acts 9? Eight. I was gonna preach Acts 9 and I decided we're gonna go backwards and Oh, yeah. Philip goes down to the city of Samaria, which he didn't belong in. You guys know about Samaria. I'm not going to even get into it. Preach Christ to them. The multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and the lame were healed. Now watch this. And there was great joy. In that city, Midlothian. Wish I could get me some preachers. We don't bring condemnation. We don't bring pain. I'm tired. tired. Listen, we bring great joy. When I start preaching in a school, I bring great joy. Kids get happy. I had a whole entire classroom one day. Bunch of kids, the Holy Ghost hit the room, man. I hadn't said, I can't read a scripture. I had kids falling out of their chairs. They're laughing. The glory of God begins to cover the entire room. And I'm wondering what's going on. I heard one kid ask, why are we laughing? And the other kid said, I don't know. <laughs> Power of God. Shining the light all up in the darkness, man. I'm going crazy with it. And, and they're enjoying the presence of the Lord. Man, don't put it under a bushel. It's an old lesson. It's something from your Sunday school days. You heard it a long time ago. Don't hide what God put in you. Put it up there. Raise it way up and let him see it and let that light shine and let that glory flow and let God do what he know you know he can do. Is that helping anybody? Some of you need to go back in to your workplace tomorrow and, and repent. For your attitudes and your criticalness and in the way you've been conducting yourself and say, man, I should have been shining joy. I should have been in overflow and not overwhelmed. I shouldn't be in here all stressed out complaining about my problems, but I should be in here prayed up, presenced up. God help some of us. Amen. Amen. And if you need to repent, just do it. Don't look at me and think, well, what's your problem, bro? with me it's working I'm telling you right you want to complain about the pastor and what he's doing and what he's not doing and his leadership and I leave the man alone what am I doing what are you doing let's take some responsibility let's have some character I don't see Philip Worrying about what the apostles are doing. They're still back in Jerusalem. He's on his way to Samaria. You got to do what you're called to do. You've been gifted. You've been anointed. You've been filled. Now, what is your responsibility, church? Each one of us has one. Donovan Doc, I don't know if I like the way you set up that shop. Well, talk to my wife. I had issues with it too. <laughs> See how far that got me. So, <laughs> am I making some sense? 
it's not about the other guy. It's about this guy. And the only thing I know sometimes is if I could just get here, if I can just get here, this is where it all happens for me. This is where everything comes to me. This is where the ideas and the worship and the creativity and the souls. This is the only place I know, church, that I can get those things. I don't have another formula. I don't. I wish I did. I'd give it to you. I don't. But there's still something called waiting. The Bible says that they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Some folks are like, I'm all stressed out. Listen, you don't need a, another coaching session, another counseling session. You don't need to go here, go there. Take a, Just come into the presence of God. It's time that we, we, we regain our positions through prayer. I love Philip. He's my guy. Out of all the characters in the Bible, this is one of the people that I identify with the most. It's not an apostle. As a matter of fact, there's other guys who were told to take care of the prayer and the word. Philip, if you go back a couple chapters, you'll find out that he's one of the seven who were elected to take care of the daily distribution of the needs of the people. But don't tell Philip that. He's too busy preaching the word. <laughs> All he knows is he got scattered. All he knows is miracles, casting out devils, getting people healed, helping the lame walk, and preaching the gospel. You don't need another strategy. Is this helpful? All right, let's finish this then. How much time do we got? Okay, just a little bit. And there was joy in the city. So we get into the, the sorcerer. <laughs> I'm not going to preach that right now. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, we're in verse 26, excuse me. Verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace. I believe that this is, um, as far as my research, the first introduction for African people to the gospel. A eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. He gets him right. I'm going to skip again. You guys stick with me. Verse 39, so we're in 27, you guys go down to verse 39, it's right before chapter 9. And when he, they come up out of the water, so he, he leads them to the Lord, he baptizes them in water. It says, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. See it again? Boom. More joy. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea, so he goes up the coast with his revival. Folks, I know if you complete one, one assignment with God, he'll give you another. And if you complete another assignment with God, he'll give you another. And now you're doing the work of the Lord. Some of us are stuck. Watch this. We're in point two now. Some of us are stuck because we're not completing the mission that God gave us. Let me say that again. Some of us are stuck because we have not completed the original mission that God gave us. The first crazy thing that, that if you read the story that he has to do is he has to chase down a black guy in a chariot, a Gentile, and preach the gospel. So one dude, 
<laughs> Are you with me? Watch it. Not the most comfortable, not the most, you know what I mean? You got some racial tension that there's all kinds of things going on here. Church. Sometimes our first assignment is not always going to be the most comfortable thing. It may not look glamorous, <laughs> but you got to get it out of the way. And then you got to let the Holy Ghost translate you into the bigger thing. Does that help? Some of us don't want to chase down the chariot because we're still consumed with the idea that we should be preaching revivals. Some of us are so consumed with, with you don't understand where I went to school and you don't understand what my degree is in and you don't understand what I should be doing in this calling and that, it, but you're just being told to go chase down that one guy. I'll give you another mission after that, but can you do this one thing? And some of us still haven't done it. And here's what I'm going to say this morning is I was praying for you guys. I discovered that there's truth for some of you in this right now in this room. You need to heed this word. That was a prophetic word for several people in this room. That there's a great outpouring and an outbreak of the Holy Ghost waiting on you to finish and complete the last task that God gave you. And you haven't done it yet. And I'm saying to you this morning, recognize the calling of God on your life and humble yourself and pick up your mantle. Because there are a lot of souls hanging in the balance waiting on your obedience. Yeah, we start out, I start out, I know I start out a little bit funny and then I get a little more serious because this one, wait till we get to number three. Right. <laughs> Check yourself. Check yourself. Check your obedience. Take, take a measurement of yourself. Understand where it's at. Understand where you're at. Does that make sense? All right, I'm going to read this to you. I'm trying to go quick because, and there's a reason for it. I'm actually going to pray for some people, and I need time for that. Watch this. To proclaim, Isaiah 61, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Let's have an exchange. Folks, some of us are still putting heaviness on others. They're heavy enough. They're heavy enough. They don't need more from you. That's what I've discovered the most about my ass and my at-risk kids. They're heavy enough. I walk in and the gym teacher's berating one, making him do push-ups, demeaning, demeaning him in front of his, his peers. Now I'm crazy. And I'm muscular, so I'm not afraid of the gym teacher. And I'm an adult, and so I can walk over and I can say, man, get up. Go sit in the principal's office. You gotta be ashamed of yourself, Mr. Timmons. Right? Enough is enough. <laughs> you know what the principal said to me? Good for you. I've been waiting for somebody to stand up to that bully. Wow. Folks, right is right and wrong is wrong. And it's about time that the church quits putting a heavier burden on the world and begins to let them low that we can loosen the load, that we can, that we can make it lighter. 
The yoke is easy. The burden is light. Do I still have a cross to bear? Yeah. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> but that's a good cross, right? Isn't it a good cross, Pastor? All your years of doing this, isn't shepherding them still one of your greatest joys? Absolutely. That just never gets old. Don't be afraid, church, to have compassion and to show love and to error on the side of, look, I know the sin is dirty. I know some of the stuff going on out there is it's terrible. I know video games are the devil. I know, listen, I know all of that. But sometimes I just bop my tongue and say some words of love. Because I don't know if when I'm speaking sometimes, if I just detoured some kid who was about to come in here with an AK or an assault rifle and fire everybody up. I don't know that. I know I live in a crazy time. But that's why I'm there. It's a weird feeling sometimes, and I've had the thought, when I walk into a school, could I die today? I was sitting in a crowded room the other day in a school, and I had the thought how easy it is that some of us could die right now. Man, this world needs the gospel. Philip. What happened to Philip, man? What happened to the Phillips? Where are the preachers? Where are the men and women of God? Where are my intercessors? Where are my Sunday school? Remember Sunday school? That's a generation gone away, man. <laughs> Sunday school. What a trip. So if we did away with Sunday school, then we need to be better. If we got rid of an entire way that we did discipleship, then we better be turning it up somewhere else, some, something else. There better be some rising up of God's people at another level. Church, are you with me yet? I'm talking about your callings. You, you cannot be this. You can't just do this no more. You can't. You can't. Let me get my arms up. <laughs> this. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, ah. This can't be the extent of my Christianity. Because if this is the extent of my Christianity, it's the gospel gone wrong. It's the gospel gone wrong. And I got to get me some remnant people. I got to get me some people who still believe their God is on a throne. I got to get me a people who still know their God can do exploits. I got to get me a people who still believe in miracles, not even just believe, but have an expectation today that something's about to happen. I got to get me a people that is in love with the holy God and they begin to embrace holiness. I got to get me a people. Church, we're slipping a little bit. Am I the only one or some folks with me today can say I've been slipping a little? And I'm going to get it right. Sweetie, can you grab me one of them bottled waters? Thank you. I'm going to close with this. Acts 20. Oh, perfect. Thank you. I got it. Whatever happened to Philip? We see Philip in Acts 21, 8. We're going to close with this. I'm going to have you guys turn there. Decades later, Paul's been going nuts all over God's green earth with the gospel. People have died. Sacrifices have been made. 
On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. There he is. Yeah, he's one of my favorites, man. Still there, still grinding, you know what I mean? Still praying, still worshiping. Reminds me of some of the saints. You know, and I'm preaching a strong sermon, but some of you in this room are my heroes. I might not even know you, but you've been doing it 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, man, and you're, you're the reason why a bunch of us younger ones are even here. Thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness, and thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your intercession. And young people, look at the older people and understand because of that mantle. Amen? Sorry. Watch this. this is, I love this guy. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. Why did he say virgin? Just letting you know it's the kind of standard he had in his home. This is the choose you this day whom you'll serve. But here's the way I roll, and my babies better roll that way too. And don't even just roll in purity, but roll in the Holy Ghost because they all prophesied. Wow. Right? Wow. Man, if that don't give you goosebumps, I don't know. You might need to go to First Baptist. I'm telling you, that's good stuff. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. I got good friends over there. <laughs> and they do need some stuff. No, I'm. <laughs> and this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. Wow. Huh? I, you know, I don't know how we're going to find Philip. But it's cool to open the scriptures and find him like that. We're not talking about the revivals anymore. We're not talking about getting caught up and being translated. We're talking about what he did to impact the next generation. We're talking about the mantle that he put on those closest to him. Listen to me, older folks in the church. If anything, Grab you some young people. Encourage them. Love them up. Ask them about their sexuality. Ask them what they're doing with themselves. Don't just let them slip through no crack. Don't be afraid to ask. We're afraid to ask hard questions anymore. I'm not. We're afraid to, we're like, well, you know, I just want them to be to like me. I don't care if you like me. I want you to live. I want to be cool. You listen, then, 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 then spruce up your style or something. Get a better watch. But, but ask them some hard questions. You know what I'm saying? Get a fancy car. I don't care. But, 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 but your heart and your rhetoric and your love and your output. And you might not be able to run the way you used to run. But I can tell you, you can touch, pop, pop, pop. Ah, grab that one. <laughs> and bring them in. Get my worship team to come back, please. I just love what's going on around Philip. What's cool about Philip is this is where Paul finally goes to rest. This is where Paul arrives to get himself right for the last leg of his journey. This is where Paul goes. This is, he goes to Philip's house. A lot of places where Paul could go right before he's about to be bound and taken. He goes to Philip's. Why? Because Philip's good. Philip's good. You're going to get the right word at Philip's house. So Agabus shows up, 
because Philip has an element of people around him. He's got an anointing around him. Flies don't live around Philip. Devils don't live around Philip. You, you, you got to understand, they, they can't survive around Philip. This is a guy who is used to arresting. You guys can start playing. You, this is a guy who's used to arresting things in the Holy Ghost. This is a man who knows how to bind things and loose things. He knows how to get things done in the Holy Ghost. And that's why Paul, sorry for yelling, that's why Paul goes to Philip's house. Too much going on, so much swirling around. I don't know for sure that I have to take this mantle. I don't know for sure that I got to be bound and go to Rome. I'm going to go to Philip's house because I'll get it right there. Church, it's about your calling. It's about your heart. Where's your heart this morning? Some of you been slipping or do I got me a room full of Phillips? And Agabus comes in. And Agabus means business. Agabus comes in and he walks over and he says, Paul. Don't go. Because I'm telling you, if you go, and he prophesies into the man and he puts a word on the man and the whole church begins to pray and intercede because that's the kind of atmosphere around Philip and Paul stops man and he begins to, to look to God two altar calls this morning. The first one is the obvious one and, and that's if your heart is not right with Christ and you know you've been a little bit outside but it's time. This is your morning. In a minute, I'm going to have you come forward with the second altar call. And the second altar call is this. Watch me now. Lester Summerall is preaching in Africa. And he comes up on a witch doctor, and the witch doctor has got a bullfrog, and he's putting blood in the frog's mouth, and he's swirling it around and making satanic incantations and drinking that thing. And a lot of us in the world we live in, in the America we live in would uh, be afraid and be scared. I don't have a spirit of fear, but one of love and that of a sound mind. And Dr. Lester Summerall uh, doesn't try to coach him up or <laughs> he walks over and he throws his left hand on his face and his right hand in his face and he commands in the name of Jesus, come out! And the devil left that man. The man fell down. They begin to minister to him in the spirit. Later that night, Dr. Lester Summerall's in his room, and the curtain stood straight up. The cold, just a cold feeling hit the room, and the bed started shaking violently. And Dr. Lester Summerall sat up and he said, I recognize you, devil. cast you out once today and I cast you out in the name of Jesus leave and that devil left bed stopped shaking room warmed back up summertime no air conditioning curtains went back to normal Dr. Lester Summerall still sitting there and he's looking at the bed he says, devil, get back in here. The room goes back to the way it was, the presence of the enemy. 
and he said, when you came in here, my bed was against that wall. Now put it back. Put it back in the name of Jesus. The bed was thrown violently against the wall. Now get out. I don't have a theology solution for that. I don't, I can't, I don't. There really isn't one. But for some of you, the devil put some stuff out of order. Some of you this morning, the devil has attacked in a way you know it was the devil. And it's time for some of you to take a stand in the spirit and with the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ and say, devil, get out and wait one more sec, put it back and then get out. put my home back, put my marriage back, put my school back, put my community back. We're going to put our worship back. We're going to put our church back. We're taking things and we're putting it back this morning. this morning, how many of you could honestly say, preacher, I needed that? Wow, hands all over the place. Anybody else could honestly say, preacher, I needed that? Go ahead and just lift your hand so I can see it. Sometimes I need a little bit of help. I did all the work, just a little hand raising that much. <laughs> Thank you, amen. This altar call is about you. I want you to come join me. For those of you who know that it's time to get some things right, that you're ready to move forward in your calling, that you want it to look a little bit more like Philip, I'm gonna count one. Just go ahead and start coming. Don't be ashamed, don't be afraid. We're gonna pray some things right now. Two. Each one of you that you just know you're ready for another level. You just know that you're ready for a deeper revelation of him. You just know that it hasn't been what it can be. You just know that you've been feeling overwhelmed. You just know that the stress has gotten to a certain place. You just know. Folks, don't miss this. There's a time, there's a reckoning sometimes where we have to be honest. If we expect the change, folks are still coming. Who else? I know there's a few more. Some of you are wrestling right now. You're in that wrestling moment. I know the wrestling. I'm talking about some, some <laughs> the wrestling, man. I'm talking about my, your name is about to be changed. From, from deceiver to Israel. I'm talking about some people who after today are going to have to walk with the limp because they made a choice. They made a decision. And I wrestled with God. And I wrestled with man. And I overcame. And I won. Who's in this place? I've come to a crossroads. I've come to a moment. Ten notches in my book, man. Wow. Lay it down, lay it down, lay it down. Lay it down, lay it down, lay it down. Lay it down. Release, 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 release. Some you've been holding on too tight. You think that's your burden, but it's not your burden. In the name of Jesus, right now, I command a release. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Man, you've been carrying that around too long, sister. 
Austin it comes. That's just coming off me. In Jesus' name. Whew. There's an anointing here, church. There's an anointing here. In the name of Jesus. Deeper, Lord. Deeper. Deeper, Lord. Some of you, God's going to submerge some of you so deep right now into the river, into the river of God. People aren't going to recognize you when you come out. He's going to take some of your spirits right now and begin to put you down so far under. Some of you are going to grow gills because you're so deep in the river of God and the anointing of what he's doing in your life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Wow. And let that revival, let that renewal just begin to warm you up, warm you up, warm you up. Some of you guys know you've been stale a minute, you've been cold. Jesus. Don't just sit there. Intercede for me and intercede for these people. Be anointed. Brother, I don't know where you're going, man, but I see you walking amongst some, some like they're dry places. And as you're setting your feet down, I see like green stuff and flowers and blossoms popping off of you. That you're bringing times of refreshing, times of refreshing everywhere you go. That people are going to respond to the word that God's putting in you right now. And you've been wondering about some things. You've been wondering what this, what's, I don't know what it's going to look I don't have that. But you have it. Keep believing. He gave you the vision. More. Don't run out of here. We're just getting warmed up. 